Welcome to the Edinburgh Chi Alpha Sermon Podcast. Thank you for listening. We sincerely hope that what you hear today challenges you, encourages you, and helps you fall more in love with God. We would love to talk with you face-to-face about any thoughts or questions you have about a topic brought up in this sermon, and we look forward to seeing you in person for the next one. Enjoy the message. Who's excited to be here tonight? That is what I like to hear. Well, welcome back, or welcome home, as we've been saying all night. If this is your first time at Chi Alpha, we just want to say, hey, we are so glad that you're here. Come on, let's give the first-timers a big round of applause. We hope this place eventually feels like home to you and the people around you like family. And we are so pumped to meet every single one of you this semester and to get to know you guys better as the year goes on. But us Chi Alpha staff, man, we are really glad classes are back in session because we miss you guys when you're not around. This town is a little less like vibrant when you guys leave and then it just turns into a construction zone. So we like it when you're here. Um, but I was up here while you all were like talking, so I kind of missed out hearing how some of your summers were. So who had like the best, like the best summer ever? You spent a lot of time traveling. Nobody had a good summer. I'm concerned. Okay. Maybe you went on a lot of ventures. Maybe you went places, took some cool pics for like the Insta feed. I know you guys think about that because I see your pics are very aesthetically pleasing. Who just had like a so-so summer? Maybe it was filled with work. Maybe you got stuck watching like your little brother or sister every day. Maybe you took up permanent residence on the couch and always clicked like the play next episode. Yes, Netflix, I am still watching. That was me a little bit this summer. Um, Don't tell Joel. Um, maybe some of you are ready to get back to the college grind. Like as soon as the college stuff came out at Walmart, you were like there, you made a list. You always know the list maker types because they will tell you, I made a list and I'm over here like trying to decipher what I wrote on my hand the other day. It's half washed off. I'm like, did I do the thing that I was supposed to do? I hope so. Maybe you weren't that prepared, and it's Thursday of the first week of classes, and you're like, I still don't have a pencil. Is that anybody? You still don't own any schools? Amanda? Well, Dan, okay. It's okay. We all make it through the first week of classes differently, so congrats. Y'all did it. Give yourself a little, like, pat on the back. You survived the first week of classes. But no matter what the story of your summer was, no matter if it was the best summer ever and you didn't want it to end, or if it was one of the worst summers ever and some heartbreaking stuff occurred. No matter what your feelings are about the start of the semester, no matter if this is your first semester on campus because you're a freshman, or if it's one of your last because senior year is finally here, no matter what has gotten you to this point tonight, I want to encourage you that God wants to continue to write the story of your life. He wants to continue to write your story here on this campus, and one that is full and vibrant and deep, one that's filled with truth and community and purpose. But most importantly, he wants to write your story in such a way that you experience something real while you're here. I believe this year, God is going to encourage us as a family. He's going to challenge us to get real in certain areas of our life so we can experience all the amazing things that he has for us. And for everyone in this room, that's going to be something different, but it's going to be awesome and it's going to be the real deal. The real deal. So I'm a firm believer in like you get what you pay for. So there are just some things in life that you can tell the difference in the quality. You can tell that it's not real, that it's not like authentic. Um, 
like great value ketchup from Walmart versus Heinz original. Let me tell you, people say it's the same thing, and it's not. People are like, they just smack a different label on it. I'm like, that's a bold-faced lie because I brought great value ketchup to a picnic this summer, and I got shamed. Like, seriously, people were critiquing, like, the consistency and the color and how it came out of the bottle, and I was like, listen, I would have spent the extra dollar and a half if I knew <laughs> that it was going to cause this much of an uproar. Some of you people are in this room who shame me, but I should have just bought the real deal. Another thing that you should just get the real deal on, electronics. Just do it. I really wanted the iPod Nano so bad when I was younger, and my mom was like, no, like, we don't need another thing in your ears, and we don't want to spend that money. Don't tell her that was, like, the voice that I used to describe her. But somehow my dad convinces my mom to let him buy me, like, a really cheap one off a sketchy website, like the ones where all the ads pop up, and you won, like, 20 Amazon gift cards. And he finds it for, like, 20 bucks, and that was not the sale price. That was the original price, 20 bucks. So we obviously saw no red flags. So we order it. It arrives in the mail, and I was like, I think they actually sent me a literal brick in the mail because the weight of this package was concerning. And the iPod Nano only held, like, one and a half songs, and my mom was very, like, visibly thrilled about it. So, again, I should have just went with the real deal. I should have just went with the authentic, the real iPod Nano from Apple, worth the price. So sometimes, at the end of the day, we just want a good deal. And those are just some funny examples that I have. But truly, I believe at the end of our lives... We want to say that we have experienced something real. So here at Chi Alpha, we want you to experience a real life. If you looked around here tonight, most of us are wearing, there's a sea of olive green shirts roaming around. They say real on them. They're 10 bucks if you want one. This is time to do the plug because it won't be appropriate later. You want a shirt, they're 10 bucks. If it's your first time, they're only going to be five. What a deal. But on these shirts, they say real. And so I was talking with a dear friend today, and she was saying that when something gets put on a shirt, like, man, you know it must be important. You know it must be a big deal. And we designed these shirts this year because we want to live real, we want to live authentic, and we want to live full lives for God. And the three ways we kind of walk that out is something that around here we like to call the three reals. Real devotional life, real community, and real responsibility. Real devotional life is we believe God wants to have a real relationship with each of us. Real community, we believe God created humanity to walk life together. And real responsibility, we believe that as humans, we have free will and we get to choose how to respond to God's plan for our lives. So as the semester continues, we will dive deeper into what each of those mean a little more. And tonight we got to witness three beautiful interpretations of what those phrases look like to people in this room. So real devotional life, real community, and then real responsibility. And so these are going to be up all semester, and so we're going to be able to reference them and look at them a little deeper. So afterwards, if you want to check these out a little closer, come on down, admire their beautiful work. It's awesome that we can see people in our community using their talents for the Lord. And living real, or the three reals, is not something we just came up with on our own here at Chi Alpha but it is something that God desires for our lives. He wants us to experience the real deal. It was never God's plan for us to kind of like settle for a cheap version of the real things that he wanted to do in our life. And maybe this semester you came here looking for something real. Maybe you're looking for real peace in your life, real, real joy in a tough situation, real friendships that aren't toxic, real love that won't walk out when things get messy real purpose in your short time here on earth, 
Or maybe you're simply just trying to find out who you are, the real you. And I think, like, our human souls almost kind of crave the realness of those things. And oftentimes, we kind of set out to look for those and end up almost like settling for cheap versions because we aren't quite sure where to find the real and the authentic. So let me encourage you, God doesn't want you to settle for the great value ketchup of semesters. And most importantly, he doesn't want you to settle for the great value ketchup of a life. And because he didn't want us to settle, because he wanted us to be able to live real lives that are worthy of who he created us to be, because he wanted more for us than any cheap version that we can find out there, he gave us someone who assured us that we would never have to live that life. And it's Jesus. And it was always God's plan for us to kind of live in real relationship with him and that we would know our creator deeply and we would know him intimately like a best friend. And a best friend, you, you share every part of your life. Nothing is off limits. You always say, like, if you tell a secret, like, it doesn't include, like, your best friend kind of thing. So a best friend, you share the good, you share the bad, you share the ugly, the very just undone moments of life. And everything the Lord created, we have the honor of being the most prized, the most precious, the most beloved creation. And sometimes I look around, I'm a big nature person, I look around and I see the beauty and I think, wow, God sees us, he sees you and me more beautiful than the most stunning wonders that we could find in this world. But as humans, we, we often mess up a good thing, right? It's kind of in our nature. And if you've ever opened the Bible before, maybe you've read the story of Adam and Eve, and they were two of God's first human creations. They were perfect, they were complete, they were whole in his eyes. And their story can be found in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. So God, he creates Adam and Eve, and he also had great relationship with his creation. They were best friends. He gave them a beautiful garden to live in and placed them as the caretakers of it. They were responsible for it because he wanted them to spend their lives enjoying the beauty around them. And it only takes a few chapters of reading in Genesis, only to chapter 3, <laughs> to see that Adam and Eve act out of their, like, human nature. And they disobeyed the one rule that they were told not to break. By eating of the one tree that they were told not to partake of, the knowledge of good and evil, in a matter of seconds, Adam and Eve, they ended up ruining the perfect relationship planned for God and humanity. So maybe you're thinking, whoa, that seems pretty irreparable, <laughs> a kind of a downer moment, but God didn't want us to settle for what easily could have been a cheap way of living. So from that point on in history, and this is where, this is the upswing of the story, God's plan was continually set in motion to bring us back to him, to bring his creation back to his creator, so we could once again be his beloved creation, his most precious sons and daughters. God's redemptive work was bringing us back to real relationship with him, and that's the theme of the entire Bible. His love for us was so real that he was willing to send his son off the throne. He came off the throne in the kingdom of heaven down to earth to be 100% man. And he would pay the price for all things that we're trying and that are still trying today to separate us from God, separate us from our creator, separate us from our heavenly father. And God was willing, he loved us so much that he was willing to send down his son to earth to have a death on a cross, to be abandoned by all his friends, just so we can have a real relationship with him again. And just like he attended, like intended from the beginning of time. So Jesus, he closed the gap once and for all that sin created. So don't you want to know a real love like that? 
But how many times maybe we settled for like a cheap love in our life? And maybe you can look back at maybe a broken friendship, a bro- broken romantic relationship, a broken relationship in your family, and think, man, like I was settling for some cheap love. And a cheap love kind of comes with conditions. A cheap love usually walks away when things get messy. And a cheap love turns out to not be the real deal. In the life of Jesus, coming to earth, he wanted to give us the real deal. And we can look at that laid out in the Bible, in the Gospels of the New Testament. So that's the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And here we start to see Jesus' life, Jesus' earthly ministry documented. We get to see his teachings. And all that we know about Jesus today can be found in those first four books of the New Testament. And the whole reasoning that Jesus came to give up his life was so we could experience a real one. And this can be summed up in John 10.10, 10, um, where it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus came so that we may have real life, that we can have it to the full. It can be abundant. And we saw with Adam and Eve that the enemy, that Satan wanted to destroy the perfect relationship that they had with God. But God wanted something more for us. The story wasn't over. And other things in this life, they kind of offer us a cheap version of what God desires for our lives. All the awesome plans and purposes that he has for you. So two things that we're going to talk about tonight. Don't settle for a cheap relationship with God. And then don't settle for a cheap relationship with each other. So the first one, don't settle for a cheap relationship with God. God, he wants to have such a real relationship with you. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, me, like, yeah, no way. You don't know my life. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through or the things that I've done. You don't know the hurt I've experienced or my life is going just fine. Thank you very much. But there's a part of our souls that will eventually start craving realness. And it's simply a part of humanity. It's in our nature. And we can feel inside that there's something more that we're missing. There's like almost like a God-shaped hole in each of us that only God's going to be able to fill. And God, he wants to know every detail of your life from the perfectly tied bow to the complete and utter mess. I think that is beautiful. I think that is amazing. And it's really the real deal kind of love. And it's kind of a love that wants to get to know us and stick with us despite our flaws despite our mistakes, and despite our inconsistencies. Another New Testament book of the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 3, it talks about how us as humans, we were established in love, and that one day we hope to grasp just how wide and how long and how high and how deep the love of Christ is. But his love also kind of like surpasses our understanding. It can be hard to wrap our minds around, but that is what makes it so real. It's a kind of love that doesn't expect you to get all cleaned up before you can receive it, before you can experience it, before you're worthy of it. Um, I've had different friendships or relationships in my life where I was never good enough. There's no matter what I did, what I could do, what I could fix about myself, where I'd be worthy of that person's love and attention in my life. In God's love, it's kind of a love that draws a circle on the ground and says, you're in, you're in, you're in. All of you are in. You're in the circle. You can stay here. You can stay here with me. And it doesn't matter. I was thinking about this today. I think when you think about God's love, it's, it's just so powerful that we almost feel like, I am not worthy of it. But God was like, it doesn't matter what you did last month. It doesn't matter what you did last week. It doesn't matter 
what you did yesterday. It doesn't even matter what you did before you walked in this door tonight. God loves you, and he wants to know you. Every thought, every feeling, every fear, he sees and knows, and most importantly, he cares. And so I don't want you to settle for a cheap relationship with God. Pi Alpha, we don't want you to settle for a cheap relationship with God. He pours his love out on us. But the cool part is he also shows that through other people. So we also don't want you to settle for cheap relationships with each other. And when you look at the life of Jesus, he lived really closely with other people. He didn't go off and try to figure out, like, life on his own. And he was 100% God and 100% man, so that 100% God of part of him had been like, I know it all. I know what's going on. Like, I don't need people. I can do this on my own. But he didn't do that because he modeled what God the Father wanted in our lives. And we see throughout Scripture that he spent intentional time with others, learning and growing together. And he had his crew, his 12 disciples. They were just average Joes like you and me, nothing special that he spent all his time with during his earthly ministry. I just kind of pictured them like, went to the grocery store together, they had lunch, like they did like normal everyday things with each other, nothing weird. Um, It was important for Jesus to share his life with others. And from the beginning of time, God, he never wanted us to kind of live as like um, isolated beings or to walk through life alone or to face hard things by ourselves or even to celebrate almost like joyful moments with no one around. But in every aspect of our lives, God designed us to do it together because in God's eyes, we we're better together. So what does real community look like? We're all brothers and sisters. We're all sons and daughters in the family of God. So you can kind of like elbow the person next to you and say, welcome to the fam. Do it gently, though. (laughs) Welcome to the fam. And a mentor in my life liked to kind of explain the family of God as like shoving 20 people into a station wagon and road tripping across the country on a family vacation. So I'm an only child, so road trips were a little different for me, but I've heard the stories, kind of like, I'm not touching you, or like, Mom, you're staring at me kind of thing. Like, that's what road trips apparently are like with siblings. I feel like I missed out on that part. Um, But we're humans. We're going to, like, annoy each other sometimes. We're going to rub each other the wrong way. But at the end of the day, we know the love is real. We know the love is real. We know that we are better together, and we know that we have people in this room that have our backs. No matter what happens, they will not leave. I'm kind of stuck with them, like, in the best possible way. So a real community, it looks like encouraging each other. It looks like celebrating with each other. We get the awesome opportunity here at Chi Alpha to encourage each other, and we want to see the best in each other's lives. We want to see all the amazing things that God has planned for us. We want to see that to be able to be walked out in your life. Real community also looks like sticking it out when things get tough. Like, who has people in their life when things get tough, they, like, jump shift? shift they're like we don't know you we've never been friends with you they're like I am out of here but here as a family like we want to be here for each other and I think it's really easy to find people who will walk with you in the awesome moments of your life but to find the people who really stick with you when things get tricky when things get messy like that's sometimes a hard thing to find but God calls us to help each other up and in the word of God um, in Ecclesiastes 4 9 through 10 It says, two are better than one. If one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So real community kind of swoops in to help us when we fall, to lift our arms when the weight of life just gets too much. And finally, in real community, we can share in our brokenness. 
As humans, we desire to know others and to be known. We want to be honest and vulnerable and real about our brokenness in our lives. We don't like to fake our own perfection or have shallow relationships. It's important for us to know that other people are just like us. They have struggles and trials and questions, failures, doubts, and fears. We may live in a culture of filters, our generation, but I think there's just like this innate part of us who actually prefers the mess. We actually prefer the realness of humanity. As we're swiping over and giving ourselves dog ears, we actually really prefer the real and messy parts of our life to be known. We want the acceptance of ourselves and each other, flaws and all. So here at Kyle, I truly believe that the people in this room are going to be some of your best friends. And you're like, I just walked in the doors tonight. I know two people. There is no, no, these people are not going to be my best friends. Try me. Talk to me in a month. These people are going to be your midnight sheets run. They're going to be your 3 a.m. phone call. They're going to be the people who will cry with you and let you snot on their shoulder. Thank you for all who've done that for me. These are the people who are going to celebrate with you when you pass your chemistry class when you thought you were going to fail. And we're not perfect. We are not claiming to be perfect. We're going to mess up sometimes. We might even kind of annoy each other a little bit. But we're going to be real. We can promise you that. It's going to be rich and deep and real, just like God designed community to be. So do not settle for cheap community. And when you live life with God, you get to have rich community like this. Just like John 10.10 said, he wants to give us a chance to experience the fullness of life as he designed it. So a real relationship with him, a real relationship with each other. Instead, you can come up if you want and play a little bit. Um, so as we look ahead to a new semester, do you want to experience something real? I'll let you think about that for a second. Do you want to experience something real? Because maybe you've tried searching for the real things in your life, and you always ended kind of coming up short. Maybe you're tired of having a cheap relationship with God. And maybe you're tired of having, like, cheap relationships with each other. And I don't know where you are tonight, and I personally don't know all of your stories yet. I'm going to say yet. But God does. So maybe you ended up here tonight because you planned on it. Maybe, maybe before you came to college, you knew, like, I want to get involved in the campus ministry. Maybe you knew, like, this was going to be a place where you could continue to grow in your faith as you ask questions and, and live life with others. Maybe you ended up here because you met one of our student leaders and you came to our Nug Fest or our game night. Maybe someone handed you an iced coffee or a bottle of water this week. And you thought, oh, those people seem nice, nice and normal. Maybe your friend called you and said, leave your dorm, get in my car, we're going to Chi Alpha. And you're like, well, I have nothing better to do. And there's free food, so that's how you ended up here. And that's okay, too. We're glad you're here. Maybe this is one of the last places you thought you would find yourself on a Thursday night during your first week of college. But whatever the case, we are glad you're here. And God knew that you'd be here tonight. Maybe you're a senior and you didn't realize Chi Alpha was even on this campus till this moment. But God knew you'd be here tonight. Maybe you've been hurt by the church. Maybe you've experienced some deep, painful hurt from the church. And I'm sorry for that. I really am. 
Maybe tonight was the first time you've heard the name of Jesus ever. And it's okay if you're not sure about this whole Jesus thing. You don't have to be yet. It's okay. But it's simply our responsibility to give it a try. To give Jesus a chance. To give him a chance so we can experience a real love and a real life that he promises us. And it's our responsibility not to settle for the cheap, but to experience the real deal. So don't settle for cheap relationships with each other. Let's walk life together this semester, always encouraging each other, always pointing each other towards the realness of God when we feel broken and when we feel like a mess. Don't settle for a cheap relationship with God, thinking he's almost like this faraway person floating up in the sky waiting to like smack you on the head when we mess up. No. We want to strive for the real deal, the real Jesus, the personal and intentional God that is willing to give up his most precious beloved son to bridge the gap that would bring us back to our creator. And I think the word word responsibility, so we have real devotional life, real community, and real responsibility. I think when you say, like, the word responsibility, you're like, oh, like, I got, like, a chore to do or, like, a task at hand. I think the word responsibility might get kind of like a bad rap. But when it comes down to it, responsibility is just the ability to respond. The ability to respond to what is put in front of you. And tonight, we put, we put a lot in front of you. But I want you to think, how are you going to get real this semester? How are you going to fight for a real relationship with God? How are you going to fight with a real relationship with each other? Because I really believe if we commit to learning more about each other, to learning more about God, our creator as a family, as a real community, God's going to be able to take us places that we, we never thought possible, that we never thought we could go before. And the cool thing is we don't have to pretend we have it all together. I think this is like one of my favorite places to walk into because I don't have to feel like I have to have a mask on. And I spent a lot of my life living that way. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. So when you come in here, you can be the real deal. So you can meet the real deal. So I want to challenge us to take on this responsibility together. If we commit to this together, let's see what God does this semester in this group of people. If we commit to giving Thursday nights a try, if we commit to giving life groups a try, if we commit to giving this Jesus thing a shot, I invite you to a fresh start. So it doesn't matter what happened last year, last semester, this past summer, what your morning was like. I invite you right now in this moment to say, God, like, you give me a fresh start. I want you to shake off your past beliefs, maybe your past misconceptions of Jesus or of the church and give the real Jesus the real deal to try. So don't settle for a cheap relationship with God. Don't settle for a cheap relationship with community. Because more than anything, God wants to give you the real deal. So I'm going to pray. God, we are so thankful just for a start of a new semester. God, we are so expectant of all the things that you want to do in our lives. God, we really believe that you have the best intentions toward us. You have the best heart towards us. God, that you have plans and purposes for everyone in this room more than we could ever ask, more than we could ever imagine. God, we want to stop settling for cheap versions of 
the real thing that you want to give us. God, we can experience real joy in you, real peace, real love, real patience. God, I thank you so much for a community of people that, that loves you and that loves each other. And God, in this semester when things get hard, when things get messy, when things get sticky, that we can look to the person to our right, we can look to the person to our left, we can be thankful, God, that you have placed them in our life. God, we love you, we trust you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, fam. We are so glad you're here. We are so, so thankful. At this moment, um, do a couple announcements. And so if all the Kyle leaders could just stand up for me. If you see somebody in this green shirt, you guys should give them a clap too. We kind of like we kind of like them. If you have any questions or want to talk about anything, you can see one of these leaders. Um, they are just awesome individuals that want to be here for you. And so we talked about not settling for cheap community, wanting to really do life together, the good and the bad. And there's there's a couple ways that you can walk that out. And one thing that we have here at Kyle, we call them life groups. And you're like, what's a life group? We used to call them small groups. So if you were around in the years past, we're making a little, just a verbiage change just because we want to do life together. So a life group is just a small group of 8 to 10 people wanting to do life together, wanting to walk with each other through the high moments, through the low moments, through the good and the bad. A life group is where you can come and ask questions about your faith. It's okay if you come and don't have all the answers. It's okay you can come if you don't, aren't sure about the Jesus thing. We want to come. We want to talk with you. We want to do life with you. We want to answer your questions. We want to learn and grow together as a community. And it's one of the biggest support systems that you will ever have. And so tonight we did something really cool. We're going to transfer over into um, the cafe area. At this time, um, the leaders can go over and kind of get set up as I kind of wrap up here. So we're going to do something that we like to call a cereal social. So we have tons of cereal, milk, and we want you to go eat, enjoy that, and we want you to talk with these leaders, get to know each other. That's what we're here for. We want to get to know you better. If you have any questions, more questions about life group or anything that we talked about, they would love, love, love to talk with you. The cool thing about the cereal social, there are five prizes in the bowls of cereal. So if you win a prize, you win something really awesome, and I don't want to tell you what it is because I want to build the suspense. So there are five prizes. So I hope, I was going to say, I hope you all win one, but that's not possible because we have five. So go over there, do that. One more announcement before we go. If you have been... Um, to any Chi Alpha conferences. We do a winter retreat in the spring, but this year, we have a really cool opportunity to do a Chi Alpha fall retreat. Somebody's pumped. I'm pumped too. And so we're going to give you more information on that as the weeks go on. It's at the end of September, September 28th through the 30th. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. It's only 50 bucks to go. It's going to look like this, but with like two times the more people just a time of speakers and worship and a time just to really grow together in the Lord. It's only 50 bucks to go. On your way out tonight, somebody's going to give you a little card. So if you want a little reminder of what I told you, it'll be right there for you. And thank you for coming to Chi Alpha. We will see you next week, 6 p.m., free dinner, 7 p.m., 
right here at McLean Church. So have a good night.